Welcome to the Treat Your Business podcast with Katie Bell. I am Katie, and this is the place to learn the strategies, tactics, tools, and mindset needed to build your clinical studio into a business that gives you the time, money, energy, and fulfillment you want and deserve. My team and I work every day with overwhelmed and exhausted clinic owners like you to shift them from a business that is a huge time and energy drain and is not giving them the income they want to confident clinic owners that are making money, saving money, and getting time back in their lives. So if this sounds like something you want, let's dive in. This podcast is sponsored by HMDG, the leading digital marketing agency for clinic owners in the UK. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Treat Your Business podcast. I am your host, Katie Bell, and I am delighted that you have chosen to listen in today to this week's episode. Did you catch what we talked about last week, because this really sets the scene for the next four episodes that we are going to be covering all about sharing the love. Now, you might be listening to this at a different time of year, but I'm recording this in February. So we are talking about love and how we can share the love, how we can increase our revenue by doing less marketing, how we can get our clients to work with us for longer, spend more with us, get better results, and therefore drive more revenue into our clinic without just having to spend more and more at the front end of the funnel to get lots of new people in. That other, the kind of traditional focus of marketing. We are shifting and we are switching this month to really leverage what is already working in your clinic. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, pause this one, go back to last week, listen to that first, and then you can join us. And guess what else I found out this week? You can also listen to me on Alexa. Oh my goodness. How excited was I when I heard about this? If you are in your house, I know because I look at the statistics that most of you are doing something else when you're listening to this. And we know that because we know when people listen, when they drop out, when they listen again. And what the the, the stats show and indicate to us is that most of you are driving to work or most of you are doing something else. And we need to make sure that these episodes are brief and short and snappy because that is the lives that you live. We need to just drop in on your way to work for 20 minutes, give you all the great juicy stuff, and then we need to leave. So when you're in your kitchen loading your dishwasher, you can now just say, Alexa, please play the Treat Your Business podcast, and I will be in your ears. So this week, we are leading on from what we talked about last week, which is about warming up the client when they come into the clinic, and then what we can do to re-engage them later down the line by offering some personalized health check-ins as a part of your service. If you didn't listen to that, head back to listen to it. But this week, we have just come off a fabulous one-day course called the Therapist Transformation Course, Unleash Your Non-Clinical Skills. So most people listening to this podcast are business owners, clinic owners, and have team. And one of their biggest sticking points, their biggest challenges is getting their team to convert new patients into programs of treatment or follow-ups or pay-as-you-go, if that's what you have in your business, and then retaining those clients. Too many of our team members are not seeing a patient for long enough. And what this is meaning is most importantly, they are not getting the results that they're looking for, and it is damaging the reputation of the clinic. And secondly, it is meaning that the clinic is not making profit or enough profit 
to be able to reinvest and grow at the rate that they want to. And number three, it means that you as the business owner are being paid last and being paid less than everybody else in your business. So that is the importance of getting team and you, if it is you, converting highly and retaining highly because we need to do it for a reputation reason and we need to do it because we want to create great results for our clients and we need to do this to be profitable. A business has to be profitable to be sustainable. On the course that we ran last week, this was where we, anybody within our Elevate program has a place on this course once a year as part of their program. Anybody within our Activate program, they get this course at a discount, 50% discounted rate. And anybody else out there can join this course. And we run it four times a year. We've just run one in February and we have a day together. And then I have three further weeks where I get to work with you or your team. It's very powerful. And then we are repeating this again in April, in June and in October, I believe. So there is plenty of opportunity for you to send your team or you onto this in the future. But I'm going to give you some juicy stuff. Retaining clients, converting clients comes down to two main things that are often overlooked. Self-confidence and money mindset. They are the two biggest barriers that tend to show up when it comes to why people can't take people from a new patient into a follow-up and why people can't see people for any more than 1.7, is because they're either worried about or they're making a judgment on whether that client can afford to work with us or not. Wrong. That is not our job. We are not here to judge. It is our duty to tell the client what we think it is that they need. Or they are lacking that confidence, that self-confidence that they actually can get that patient better. So we have got to address those two big challenges. We can out, we can strategy all day long. I can give you, and I'm going to give you today, a framework that your therapists need to be working off to be able to boost their retention rate and their conversion rate. But I would really encourage you, if you feel like you're going around in circles as a clinic owner, having these ongoing conversations about their conversion rate and their retention rate, then you you are not looking deep enough into this. Most of the time, this is self-confidence, self-belief and money mindset that is the barrier to the success of your clinicians and your team around you. It feels particularly prevalent when we have team working for us who have worked in the NHS. No judgment there, it's just, it's different. They don't have to have any money conversations. There is a different approach to what they have to deliver. So when we move them over into the private sector, it feels very alien. It feels that they instantly go into lack of confidence, lack of self-belief, worrying that if I don't actually get it right or I don't get them right, they've paid for it. And will they really pay for it? And can they afford it? That is not our job to judge. On our course last week, we went through all of the mindset stuff. That was what we had to pull up and out and solve first of all. And that alone is going to move everybody's conversion and retention rate up this week. And I know that because we're going to check in with them every week for the next three weeks. So this course is a whole month. It's a whole day together. And then they get me for three further weeks where I'm going to be working with your team. So you can do other stuff in your business and you can leave me to have the direct conversations about their performance and what it actually means to the business. Now, I'm going to give you 
something called the QBR. I'm going to explain what this means and why you need it in your business to understand how you can get your team performing, retaining, and so that your clients become lifers. They have a bigger lifetime value. They share the love. They tell more people about you. I want you to think about a bee colony, okay? And in a bee colony, the queen bee is the most important bee in the bee colony. Her primary function is to lay eggs. Now, if she doesn't, she can't lay eggs, the bee colony dies or the queen bee dies and gets replaced by a new queen bee. The function of the bee colony is to protect the queen bee at all costs because her job is to lay the eggs. Stay with me. What, who and what is your queen bee in your company, in your clinic? Do you have one? Now, the queen bee is not often a person. In fact, it's rarely a person. A queen bee is a function. It is the key thing that needs to be protected at all costs in your clinic and in your business. It is something that all of your team are either actively working to create, to make happen or to protect. Some people in your business will be in protective roles and some people will be in like the making the shit happen roles. In my clinic, everybody's focus is on providing exceptional health and wellness solutions to our community so that they can move better, feel better, and live better. It's our QBR, our Queen Bee role. At all costs, we have to protect that. Let me give you an example. We've got five people sat in reception. The the phone's going. My receptionist is trying to deal with all of those five people. The door goes, and somebody's waiting for another appointment. And we've got a physio in one of the treatment rooms with the door open, and they're writing their clinic notes. They hear the door go. They can hear that one of my team is on the phone and they're really busy. Now, to protect that QBR, that physio needs to get off their backside, walk out of the clinic room, into reception and say, hi, welcome to KB Physio and Wellness. Pip is just on the phone right now. Are you here for an appointment? Yes, please take a seat. She's going to be right with you. That is exceptional service. That is not just, oh, I'm just going to ignore the fact that somebody's walked in. We have to protect it as a team at all costs. So all of our key Roles and responsibilities are big three, as we call it in my clinic, are big three key roles and responsibilities that each and every one of us have are directly linked to protect the QBR or to make sure the QBR happens. The QBR is like what you're known for, your reputation. It's that single thing in your business that if you asked other people, your clients, why they came, they're going to tell you because they're exceptionally good at what they do. Now, before you can fix all of this other stuff about conversion and retention, your team have got to buy into this. They've got to understand the why. And what we find so so challenging with our team is that then we think, they think we're only in it for the money. So when we have these direct conversations about their retention rate not being good enough and their conversion rate not being good enough, it feels like it's a business thing. It feels like it's really talking about the money all the time and it just feels really salesy and not from a place of integrity and I feel awkward, so I just don't have the conversation. When we have a QBR, when we all have roles and responsibilities that allow the QBR to be maintained and protected at all costs, it now becomes about that rather than about the money or the metrics. We have standardized ways of doing things. You will have them in your clinic as well. We, as a team, have agreed that 85% of all people that visit our clinic should be seen again. So we have an 85% or more conversion rate. 
That is our company standard. We have that because for our QBR to be protected, to offer exceptional services to our community, we all agreed that 85% of people that walk through the door will need to see us again. We then have an average follow-up rate of five within three months. Average, remember. So some people will need 12, some people will need two. That's okay. But an average of five. Why? Because to protect our QBR, we feel as a team, most things that we see, whether it's an acute ankle, whether it's a rotator cuff, whether it's Achilles tendinopathy, whether it's a chronic back problem, whether it's an acute back problem, most people to go back not only just to, oh, I feel a bit better or I feel all right, to full function, feeling great, exceptional results need to see us five times in three months. So we're not dragging out the time that it takes to get a patient to where they need to be. We're quick, we're prompt, we're offering them a great solution. We have that because that protects our QBR. So can you now see by having that in your business first and then being able to put your company metrics and your company standards underneath that, it's because first and foremost, it protects the QBR. It provides what, for me, exceptional services. And and yes, it makes sure that we are profitable, that we are running a tight ship, that we are able to invest in our team and invest in our services to grow the business and make a bigger impact. So you can have that shift in your focus as a clinic, which means your team are buying into that. They're buying into the QBR. Now, I promised you that I was going to give you a framework and I'm going to give you the overview of the framework. And you're going to take some of it in and you're not going to take loads of it in. But we need to make sure this framework is in your clinic and is a standardized process that all your team follow every time that they have a patient, a new patient through the door. And every time they're moving a patient onto that, that the program or the, the membership or whatever it is, it's called consultative selling. Consultative selling is not that what we think of as that traditional sales approach, which is very out of integrity, very salesy, very forced, not about the customer. It's all about the salesperson. Consultative selling is a customer-centric approach. It prioritizes understanding the client's needs and expectations, their challenges, and where they want to go, what they want to achieve, their goals. So instead of this kind of one-size-fits-all pitch, it's a technique that really emphasizes active listening, something that we are not, in my opinion, good enough at doing. We're too busy asking questions and not listening to the answers and asking I always say when people say to me, oh, I'm going to ask about the 24-hour pattern. I'm going to ask about the aggravating and easing factors. And I'm like, yeah, great. Why? 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 Why ask that question? Why? Don't just ask questions because that's what the protocol says you've got to do. You've got to understand why you're asking the questions and you've got to listen to the answers. You've got to ask insightful questions that poke the bear, okay, that are going to take that patient or that client back to their state A. Their state A is the pain, is where they are when they're in that time, they wake up in the morning, they can't get out of bed because the back has gone again got to be able to ask those deep questions and pull out the emotion because people buy emotionally and then logically. They don't, they're not going to buy from a logic place straight away. They have to buy from an emotional place and then they justify it in a logical way. So it transforms the selling process 
to a problem-solving process. Our job is to problem-solve. Our duty is to tell the patient what we think they need and how we can take them from state uh, pain to state B, pleasure. It's positioning you, the physio, the osteopath, the Pilates instructor, as a trusted expert, as a trusted advisor, rather than just a service provider. Physio services, Pilates, it's it's inherently a personalised approach. If it's not, then I don't think that you're doing the greatest job that you possibly could. Patients come with unique health concerns. No patient is ever the same. Everybody has different challenges. So a consultative approach allows you to tailor your services based on each patient's needs and then ensure that we can tell them the most effective and relevant treatment plan to get them where they want to be. It demonstrates a genuine commitment to their well-being, establishes trust from the outset, and the trust is crucial to persuade patients to commit to ongoing treatment plans. There has to be a process, there has to be an order that you take your patients through. The framework that you need to know is rapport, okay? That's the kind of meet and greet bit. That's the bit that happens before you dive into all of your, what we know as your subjective assessment and your objective assessment. It's all the stuff that happens before. It is positioning you as an authority from the beginning. There is nothing worse than when you get on a call or you have an initial assessment and they just like unload and you're thinking, oh God, how am I going to wind this back in? And now they've gone and now they're going here and here and here. And There's no direction to how the conversation has to go. So from the beginning, we have to stamp our authority in a very professional and very nice way. But then we have to do what we call framing. This is the biggest thing that business owners, clinic owners, therapists miss out in their initial appointments and then with their future appointments. They don't frame. They're just too eager to get stuck into asking all of those, like, what you hear about? Tell me what you hear about. I can see any medical form, you've got a shoulder problem. Tell me about it. Or you need to come all the way back. Framing is about giving the client an understanding of how the session is going to go, how you are going to run the session. And this is vital because at this part of um, the process, you are going to say to them, this is what I'm going to do first, this is what I'm going to do second, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the session, if I am 100% confident that we can help you, I'm going to talk to you about the options we have moving forward. Is that okay? Said with a smile. They're like, oh, yeah, great, Katie. Fabulous. That's why I'm here. Need to get better. Now, what this does is two clever things. The client now expects this to happen. You're not dropping an awkward sales thing in at the end. You have told them early enough. This is if if I am absolutely sure we can help you, I'm going to tell you how we can do that. If I don't think we are the right people, I'm going to point you in your the best next step for you. Feels really good when you say that because you're 100% committed to their results and getting them the results. And the second thing it does is it stops you from backing out. It stops you from tying up the session and just going, okay, let's just go down to reception now and go, just see how you go. Maybe just, that is banned in my clinic. I hate it. See how you go. That means I'm not really that sure that what I've done is going to be that effective. So I'm just going to give myself an out and say, you know what, if you need me, just come back. That is, excuse my French, everybody, if you've got children listening, just pause it right now. Shit service. It is not exceptional service. I'm really passionate about this because to get our community of people recognizing and 
trusting our services and our industry, we've all got to be better at this. We've all got to step into the value of what we deliver and what we provide and the results that we can get for our clients. And we need to 100% believe in ourselves. It's the only way we're going to get our industry up a notch into actually charging what we're worth for all of those years of training and experience and grind and graft. We've all got to be better at this. So we've gone through the rapport, we've gone through framing. We then have to go from state A to state B, the solution, and then the close. So there has to be a process. Now, I will go through all of those elements on the next Therapist Transformation course that is going to be running in June. But I'm going to teach your staff from a place of understanding this from self-confidence, breaking through that barrier of the money mindset, getting them to understand how they build rapport properly, how they frame a session properly, how they take them from state A and ask the right questions to state B. And what this will do, it will transform their conversion rate. So instead of burning through cash, which we talked about on last week's episode, you will get people coming through and staying with you for longer, getting better results, sharing the love at a greater level, and then you will see increased revenue in your clinic. This is about not just revamping the wheel, reinventing the wheel. This is about leveraging what is now in your clinic and taking it to that next level. So go and have a little think about your QBR in your business. And what is the one function, the one thing that you really want to protect? It doesn't have to be really wordy. It doesn't have to be really long. I would encourage it to be punchy, but that all of your team and you, if you're just a sole trader, can buy into. If you're a somebody that works on your own. It's like you you have to have a function that you have to protect because that's going to mean that you time save, that you money save, that you look at where you need to spend your time to protect that QBR. That is the most important thing in your business for the sustainability and the profitability and the results and the reputation. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Lots and lots to think about. If you are really loving the sound of our Therapist Transformation course, and you would love me to lead your team and coach your team and direct your therapist and get them converting and retaining better so that you can see increased revenue in your business. Like this works, this really works, but you can let me have those awkward direct conversations. Then hop onto the link below where you can book a 15 minute call in and with me and we can talk about the challenges that you've got within your team right now and whether the therapist transformation course is great for you or it's great for your team or it's great for all of you because this is going to transform your reputation and your revenue so hop onto that link below this episode you can book that 15 minute call in with me and we can have a little chat absolutely no um obligation on that call it's more about us checking that this course is going to be right for you or your team right now Join me next week where we're going to be diving into the retention point and how we can bring that in sooner. If you are a Netflix watcher, you're going to understand what I mean when I talk about retention point and the hook episode. Okay. If anybody is watching, fool me once, what was your hook episode? I want you to think about that before you come on the call next week or you come on the podcast next week. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to share the love for me this month and write me a review. It really does make such a massive difference to everybody being able to access this podcast and know about it and transform their business and their reputation. See you next week. 
Thanks so much for listening to this show. Remember, content consumption does not make changes. So commit to doing something from today's episode. Maybe it's taking action on what we talked about, or maybe it's reaching out to me and learning more about our transformational coaching programs. Or if you have not yet, join our free Treat Your Business Facebook group for free access to over 30 business masterclasses. All of that is over at thrive-businesscoaching.com or linked in the show notes. And the last favor I will ask, because social proof is endlessly important, is to leave a rating or review. I would love to know what you think of the show, how the show has been helpful for you. And I can't wait to chat with you. This is just the start of our conversation. Reach out so we can keep it going. Talk soon.